Hello, world. This is Elizabeth. And this is Kara. And you're listening to... In Transit. Two Transits Take on the World. We have a fun-filled show this week. We have our training updates. Uh, Kara has a race report, and we've got lots more goodies for you. Yes, it's true. And aren't you impressed that In Transit isn't on hiatus again? <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm impressed, actually. <laughs> We're getting back in the groove of things here, finally. Exactly. So. We're settling down. Yeah. Okay, so Kara, I'm dying to know about your race report. How did, how did it go this weekend? Okay, so I did this Olympic distance triathlon in Bridgeport, Connecticut, and it was interesting. And I actually put a race report up on my um, blog. It's... Uh, tricu.blogspot.com but you can find the link for it on our website uh, intransitduo.com anyway so this one the interesting thing about it first of all is that it was completely flat like really really flat <laughs> the the bike and the run were really flat so you oh, think you think it would be good but <laughs> I actually thought it was not good for I'll, oh, let me, why? Let me just, well, mostly on the bike, and I'll, I'll let me just go through from the beginning of the race. But basically, okay, there's a couple things I didn't like about the race. Um, I mean, it was, it ended up being a good race for me, like time-wise, and I mean, it, like, it went well. But I don't know that I'd do it again. The swim, um, it was in the Long Island Sound, and supposedly the race was timed so it'd be high tide. Well, it was, the tide didn't come all the way in. So, like, one of the buoys was, like, sitting on sand because the water was low (laughs) still. And by the time the race started, it was maybe knee-deep, okay? Uh -uh. (laughs) Yeah, so you had to, like, wade out, like, aqua jog out, like, (laughs) at least 20 yards or more to get into swimmable water. So, oh my gosh. And then they had you go out, like, over about five buoys and then back in, and you had to do it twice. So you had to, like, aqua jog twice, basically, which really sucks. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. I know. It's just, like, it's really... You I know, would that, have been stoked about that, though. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I would have been like, yes. <laughs> I was thinking about, like, yeah, a lot of people, you could tell who, like, the people that were swimmers and the people that didn't like to swim because... Like the swimmers would swim all the way till they couldn't swim anymore, you know. Yeah. And and then the people that didn't like to swim like started walking as soon as it was as it was like not able to touch. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> That's funny. So, anyway, um, that part kind of sucked because you know it just slows you down and it like kind of tires yeah. you out. You're not. I don't know. It's not like you train aqua jogging, you know. Yeah. Or I don't, anyway. And then, yeah, I'm glad you can't get in the zone, you know, and go. Yeah, yeah exactly. So that was... But to their, to their credit, that's not their fault, though. I mean, they can have controlled that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I don't know. Um, yeah, well, I mean, they have tide tables that you can watch, so you, mean, you can look it up, but yeah. anyway. I don't know. It was just disappointing a little bit. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. Okay. Okay. So, so, how did your transition go? Transition. I'm actually looking up my time right now. Okay. Okay. <laughs> looking up my times. Okay. 
so yeah, my swim was 32 minutes, 27 seconds, um, which is 158 per 100 yards. But I think that's great. I think that I think the swim was a little short because I usually am at least two minutes per hundred yard. Or actually, no, maybe it's right because I'm thinking hundred meters. Or no, I don't know oh, what yeah. I'm talking about. Anyway, anyway, <laughs> okay. T one was one minute thirteen seconds, which was okay. Oh. I have to say I was pretty proud of that because um, I had a wetsuit on. And I, had I was to, just about to ask you that, yeah. And I had to run from all the way from the water. Like, it was a good, mm, like, to run from the beach all the way out of transition, it was, a, like, between a quarter mile and a half mile. So, I mean, oh it, it wasn't, like, well, maybe it was only a quarter mile. Because there's no that's, way. Okay, that's walk the track. That is a long long run for a transition yeah it was or no okay maybe uh maybe i'm like overestimating here okay I'm thinking, going like hundreds of yards so it was like two football field lengths yeah probably from the edge of the okay. water but you know what i don't think the timing started until like part of the transition was counted in the swim time because you had to run yeah. like out of the sand before you crossed the timing mat. So okay, okay. so the actual transition like the time part was probably only like one football field maybe. Hmm. Okay, good. So it was oh, wow. it, so are you ripping off your wetsuit the whole time? Yeah, I was ripping it off and then I did oh. the whole stomp on it technique, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so that was fast. And then my bike I did in one hour sixteen minutes. Uh, my Ooh. average is nineteen point four. Oh, that's great. But the top three people in my age group were over twenty, so over twenty wow. miles per hour. But and I got I got um ninth in my age group out of fifteen. But I would have been sixth or wait, let's see. Yeah, I think it, or I would have been seventh but I got a penalty on the bike. Oh, what happened? Oh, good. Okay, tell I'm a delinquent good, triathlete. No. Okay. What did you do? So this is why I don't like this bike course because, okay, the first <laughs> of all, it was completely flat, but it was five loops. It was five five-mile loops. No way. So yeah. You, so, so picture... So you had to slow down a lot? Yeah, well, that and just picture everyone on the bike course at the same time, you know, like you, no way. you're slow no people. Way. It's, you don't spread out any, you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Like oh, until, yeah, yeah, yeah. until you get to your, maybe your last lap, all the, you have fast, yeah. super fast people and the slow people. And then people who aren't as experienced and they're not holding their line, you know, so like around a right. corner, they're cutting you off and all kinds of crazy crap. So, what happened to me? Oh, the, man. the reason I got the penalty was I was going into this corner and there was this guy that kept playing cat and mouse with me and I he was like 50 years old. That's what it said on his <laughs> leg, you know. And I'm like, why does he even care that? Because basically, I kept having to pass him because you know he I needed to go around him. He was slowing down. And then as soon as I would pass him, he would like try to pass me again because it was like he couldn't stand that I passed him. I don't know. Yeah. And well, we were going into this corner, and there were like quite a few people going into the corner. Well, this guy that kept trying to pass me, 
um, he cuts, he's, like, all the way to the left of the lane, and there's this, like, slower guy, probably not as experienced, maybe, he just, you know, just had that look to him that he was <laughs> a newbie, sort of. <laughs> Um, uh-huh. he like, he's kind of, he's like to the right, but in the turn, he like cuts in front of a bunch of people, you know, like he cuts it too close. You know what I mean? Yeah. Kind yeah, of. yeah. yeah. And, um, or yeah, he makes like a, sh- a sharp turn instead of a wide turn. And so he cuts right in front of me and right in front of the fast guy. Well, the fast guy like squeezes around him to the left. And I had either the option of running into the guy, slamming on my brakes or going around him on the right. Okay. So I chose to go around him on the right because I didn't want, I didn't know who was right behind me. I didn't want to cause a crash, like someone to crash into me and I didn't want to crash into him. So, but then just unfortunately the official saw me do that. So I got like a little bit farther down the road, the official goes by and looks at my number and writes it down and I knew exactly what happened. I was like, yeah, you know, I mean, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> anyway, okay. So, okay, so you get a penalty, and what was the penalty? Was it minutes? It was I guess? a legal pass. Okay, okay. Yeah. And, okay, so that's a time penalty? It was, oh yeah, two minutes okay. added, added to right. my time. So, I lost two places, like, in my age group because of that. That... And you know, another okay. one of the guys in my tri- triathlon club also got a penalty. He got a penalty for drafting, and he said what happened to him. Um, there was these two guys that were like majorly drafting the whole time. Well, they had just passed him when the official was coming around, and so it looked like he was drafting. You know, oh, yeah. oh. he didn't even know that he had gotten the penalty until like way later. You know, like he didn't know until after the race, and he was like, oh. Wow, they must have had some really heavy-duty officials on this course. Well, see, since it's such a short course, they had, like, two motorcycle officials, and they kept going around, and uh, you know what I mean? Like, they were they yeah. were present a lot more. But, and right. also... Yeah, I guess it's true. So, basically, my um, complaint about that bike course is that, first of all, you have, you're mixing all these different levels of experience, which just is asking for an accident or something. Or, oh, or, yeah, really. And you have just congestion in general, which is really hard to follow the rules of triathlon, like no drafting and, you know, all, you know, the staying three bike lengths away and blah, 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 you yeah. know, all the rules. Right. So, and then you also, know, that actually makes me think of something we should do on the next show. We should do the rules of triathlon. We should, yeah, we that should would talk be good. What the rules are? That's yeah. We should do that. Okay, next show we'll do that. Yeah, and um, so then, and then the other thing I didn't like about it is that I tend, I think I've learned that I prefer a hillier co- course because I feel like cycling's my strength, so um, mm-hmm. I'm able to separate from the weaker cyclists um, on the hills. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Um, anyway, like, I just, I just feel like flats aren't, I mean, I can keep up, but I, I'm not, like, fantastic on the flats, I guess. <laughs> right. <laughs> so. Okay, so then transition to you. Okay, T2, I was 41 seconds. And. Get out of town. Yep. Wow. Oh, and by the way, I figured out, um, out of 15 people, I, I figured out on each of the segments what, what place I was, you know, so the swim, I was, 
I was 11th. T1, I was the second fastest. Bike, I was the fifth. Um, and T2, I was fastest in my age group. Yeah. Of course. 41 seconds. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then, so obviously that went well. Yeah. And then what about the run? The run, I, um, it was flat and it was, it got kind of hot too, which I kept trying Mm -hmm. to pour water over my head. That's my key to success is pouring water over (laughs) my head. Um, and I mean, it, it went pretty well. It was one of those, like, I feel like I'm going so slow type of runs, but I ended up, yeah. yeah, And I did it in 54, 48, which was an eight fifty pace, which that is awesome. Kara. That's really, really good. I, I was really shocked with that because I felt like I was, and I didn't, Oh, and the other thing I didn't, like that you always feel like that every race we've ever done you've always been like i felt like i was going so slow yeah i seriously thought i was running i thought i was running like a 10 minute mile (laughs) (laughs) so um yeah my perception just is way off when i'm on the triathlon run i guess but um so yeah and i was seventh in like i was right in the middle on that as far as time goes that's great that's really good and then well, my good. Oh, that's awesome. So my total time was two hours forty seven minutes fifty seconds, and that, and I was twenty minutes slower than the person who won my division. Twenty minutes. Yeah, I mean there's some oh stiff competition here. Apparently so. Well, I actually I lost. She was ten minutes faster than me on the swim though. Wow. Yeah, so I lost a bunch of time there, and she was, like, three minutes faster on the bike and, like, and five five minutes faster on the run. Her run pace is, like, 7.58, so just really fantastic athlete right there. Good, good for her. Excellent race. That's awesome. Good job. So it went pretty well. I was kind of pissed about the penalty, and... I don't know that I do it. I do such a pancake flat course again, but yeah. Other than that, it was good. Oh, and they had good swag. I got uh, um, <laughs> a nice wick away shirt. Oh, and nice. Good. Yeah, it was good. You day. never had too many of those. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, good. All right. Well, I have my um my my baseline run today. So Ooh. here's my time. I oh, yeah, you're, you're I 10K? Six yeah. mile? Oh. Well, it was, yeah, it was a flat six. It was a flat six. Okay. But um, I said that last show that I would give an update on my six-miler each right. show and tell people what we were doing. So today I ran in the pouring down rain. It was awesome. <laughs> but, um, I mean, I was so excited when I woke up this morning because it was pouring down rain. I was like, I'm so going running. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so, cool. um, but that kind of slowed me down. Um, but I'm okay with this time just because it's my baseline time and I'm hopefully going to get better, but it was 59 minutes on the dot. No, that's good. That's good. So it's a, it's a 10 minute pace, but it'll improve, I'm hoping, over the course of time. So, um, so for my baseline, 59 minutes and improving. Excellent. Thanks. Yes, Thanks for the report. Now we can keep you... On track, right? We're going to yeah, check up exactly. on you. I know. I'm a little nervous, but a little good. <laughs> cool. So, yeah, so that's my update, and good job triathlon this weekend, Karen. I sit down. Thanks. And we also, um, 
we're still contemplating which marathon to do because we're we're planning oh. on doing a spring marathon still, right? Yeah, I looked at a couple today online, mm-hmm. and I couldn't decide. So I couldn't either. The only one, um, the the one I heard a recommendation on or whatever is there's just one in Massachusetts, the Hyannis one, and I've heard mm-hmm. it's a really good beginner course because it's pretty flat. But oh, and nice. I, and I guess it's a pretty a pretty course too. Yeah, that's what I've heard about that one. Actually, it takes you through all kinds of gardens and stuff, doesn't it? Um, I'm not. I'm not positive. Probably. Yeah. I think that one does. That rings a bell for some reason. I'm not sure, but we'll get yeah. okay. We'll keep all posted on um, our marathon choice. Yeah. Or if anyone has any suggestions for like which month, that's what I wanted to ask you too. Is which month do you think you'll be ready to do one? I was thinking March or April. I mean. Okay. I I would be okay with March even. I, I think, would think I was thinking March. Yeah. Okay. How about so, March. So if anyone knows of a good marathon in March, let us know. And and our stipulation is that it has to be pretty flat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Please choose a flat one for us because we we need some votes. Send us some votes on where to go. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> okay. So I guess that wraps up try one hundred and one, huh? Awesome. Yeah, I think so. All right. Now we have Bon Voyage trip tip for the show. What do you have, Elizabeth? Um, Well, I got a couple things today. I was searching around for some information for trip tips, and I found I came across a couple of good ones. And one of them is if you're wanting to buy plane tickets, now is the time to do it because the market says the plane tickets are going to increase substantially over the next few weeks. So oh. if you're thinking about buying plane tickets, buy them now. And also, Wait, I was why ha- are they why are they going up so much? I have no idea. No clue. Oh, okay. I didn't read the whole article. I just read the first one. <laughs> like, just the main points. I guess I could have, okay. but I came across this one and thought it was much more interesting. <laughs> okay. Um, Okay, I went to shermanstravel.com mm-hmm. and uh, it came across, I'm at fall fever right now, so I was looking for some things to do in the fall, mm-hmm. and it gave the top 10 list of, the, of well, the top 10 locations to visit in the fall time. Ooh. So, do you want me to go from number one to number 10, or do you want me to start, start from 10 and go to one? Do it like David Letterman, 10 to one. Okay, all right, good. All right, number 10 is Shanghai, China. Ooh. I know. Yeah. I was like, well, that would be nice, right? Yeah. Number nine is San Francisco. I would like to see San Francisco in the fall, actually. Yeah. Definitely. Um, number eight is Provence, and that's in France. Okay. Um, number seven, Kara, this is by you, is New York City. Oh, really? Yes. That's always been kind of one of my things to go to fall, go to New York City in the fall. I love it. Cool. I love it. Love it. Yeah, I hear the foliage is really nice. I'm gonna um, go into okay. around Christmas time because um, oh, I've never be so cool. Yeah, I've never been there, um, like to see the Christmas tree at Rockefeller Center and stuff. So, oh, it's so cool. You, yeah, you're gonna love it. Um, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> okay, number six is New England. Yes, uh, number that's five. hey. I don't have to travel there. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Good one. <laughs> Yeah. Um, number five is Napa Valley, and I would love to go there. Um, number four is Munich. Mm. 
I thought that was interesting. Because it seems really, it seems like it would be freezing cold and miserable to me, but whatever. Um, okay, now number three, I don't know if I'm saying this right, but I know where it is. It's Marrakesh, and that's in Morocco. Uh-huh. Could be Marrakesh. I don't know. Maybe Drew should send us a phonetic spelling or how to say it. Yeah, Drew, <laughs> can you send us a phonetic yeah, uh, spelling Marrakesh, of... Yeah, Marrakesh, Morocco. Well, I think it's... Um, well, you know, have you heard of the song Marrakesh Express? No. Oh, maybe we'll have to play that as the pump-up song. Ooh, yay, that'd be good. Is it <laughs> okay. a good song? Okay, yeah. we'll stick with Marrakesh Express. Okay, okay, good. Okay, number two, and I was just there not too long ago, the Great Smoky Mountains. Ooh. And I can only imagine how beautiful that would be in the fall time. I would love to go there. And the number one top ten location to go in the fall time is Florence. Ooh. I want to go. Yeah. <laughs> oh, me too. Me too. So anyway, I wish they would have had top ten in the U.S., but um, this is still good because we have overseas listeners too. So, um, so yeah, that's a good list. Cool. Do you know, I have to say, I have to give you a quiz. Who sings Marrakesh Express? I've never even heard it, so I couldn't tell you. I'm going to guess and say Tiny Tim. No, it's Cosby Stills and Nash. Oh, have I heard that song and I just don't know that I've heard it? Yeah. Oh, okay. I think you heard it. Okay, good. Well, I'll get to listen to it on the show then. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's not going to be a surprise this week. That's what the mom of song is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, it is time for this week's Dope Stellar. And I'm super excited about this one because it involves our listeners. Kara, what have we got? Yes, this is a shout-out to our buddy Drew in Bend, Oregon. I mean, wait, I should say Iron Man Drew. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yes. So, and another, we should also say, okay, so we're stoked, or actually, we think it's, can you hear that? Yeah, what is that? <laughs> it's a motorcycle going by. I have my window open. Oh, weird. Anyway, okay, sorry to interrupt that. I was going to say, so first of all, we are, we think it's stellar that Drew is an Iron Man because he successfully and fantastically completed Iron Man Canada recently. That's awesome. And we're stoked because our fellow podcasters, Brett and Jetpack, a.k.a. Tyler Darby, um, are (laughs) going to be Iron Man very soon. Because they are doing Iron Man Wisconsin. Can you believe that it's already time for that? Yeah. And, oh, and Stu. Stu's doing Iron Man Wisconsin. Oh, yeah, he is. Yeah. I wonder what... We have a lot of peeps we have to follow. I wonder where the heck Stu's been. Where's Simply Stu's podcast? Yeah. So, Stu, if you're listening, we think you need to do some more shows because we're missing you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, anyway, basically, this segment is just dedicated to some Iron Man talk. <laughs> <laughs> that is, I, I remember when Tyler just got into triathlon. I mean, a jetpack just got into triathlon. It just seems like 
it honestly seems like yesterday. And I was listening to one of his podcasts today, and he was talking about how he got to interview someone last year for one of his podcasts. And I was thinking, has he been doing this a year? But he has. It's crazy. Yeah. I know. I feel like it was just yesterday when we went swimming with him at Grapevine Lake or Lake Grapevine, whatever you call it. <laughs> I know. It really does seem like and we went to have some beers at that big-ass steakhouse. What was it called? Bucks or something. Bucks. Southern like that. I don't remember what it's called. Texas. <laughs> it's called Texas Steakhouse. Yeah. Oh, Lord. That was back in... That was good, though. We had ostrich burgers or... Oh, yeah. Buffalo burgers. Buffalo burgers. What? I thought Bison it was burgers. ostrich. I don't know. I don't remember. It was it a was, weird animal is all I know. It was good. Yeah, it was good. Really so good. that that anyway, was the time, okay. and we got to meet Brett too, and Emily and Kai. So okay, it was long ago. What? Gosh, that was so long ago. I know that was last. That was over a year ago. That is crazy. It is does not feel like that to me at all. But anyway, so time has gone by, and these men have been men and women have been training like crazy, getting themselves together preparing for their Ironman, and they're doing it. coming up very, very soon. I'm excited to get some uh, phone calls from them saying how it went for them, what they think, and everything. Yes. That'll be a good show. Definitely. Yeah. um, Basically, I don't know. I definitely think that it has been inspiring me to to strive for an Ironman in my future. And I actually... I'm going to commit this on air. I'm just going to do it because I'm that crazy. I am planning on doing Ironman Coeur d'Alene 2009. (sighs) So that's two years. Plenty of time to... I mean, you're well on your way already, so I'm not worried about that. But I, I would like to do it too. I really would. And I, the reason it's it's Coeur d'Alene, because our buddy Drew is going to be there, and he's working on rounding up all of our other buddies. <laughs> yeah, and Drew's friend Rob. I don't know Rob, but Try Rob. Um, he's going to be there, too, hopefully. So it's going to be a crew of people we've never met, but quasi have met over um, the show and through emails and phone calls and stuff like that. So it'll be a good crew, I think. So we just got to get everybody motivated to go. Mm-hmm. And training. It'll yeah. be fun. That'll be a good, 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 good race. Yep. Yeah. I know. And, well, like, my other, um, I had, I've been thinking for a while about when I think I'll be ready for Ironman. And I was thinking about doing Ironman Lake Placid because I got to do that training camp. But, I mean, I, right. there's nothing saying I can't do it, but still. But then, I don't know, I think it would be cool to go out to Idaho and meet up with other podcasts. Yeah. 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 And yep. I'd like to see this infamous Coeur d'Alene place. I know. I know. And I know for a fact that I can get um, my friend Sarah and my friend Scott to Coeur d'Alene this year. And I know they'll be willing to do it in 09 because the next year they're there in Arizona. So oh. I'm sure the following year they'll do Coeur d'Alene again if I beg them to. And what was their um, uh, review of Coeur d'Alene? Did they like it? Oh yeah, they loved it. They loved it. It was. They thought it was a great Iron Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they raved about it. So absolutely. Cool. I need to look into the course profile of that one. 
I yeah, I haven't I'm, done that. I did whenever I was, oh, oh no, I'm lying. I looked at the course for Canada because we were following Tave. Oh, um, yeah, that was last year, right? Yeah, last year, yeah. Yeah. But I remember looking at the course on, holy crap. Yeah. Wow. Well, I don't think any of them are easy. (laughs) No, yeah, of course not. (laughs) (laughs) But, oh, also, if anybody has any Iron Man suggestions on, or or the non-declared Iron Man distances that aren't Iron Man man races, you can let us know those, too. I'd really like to know some of those. That would be interesting to find out where those locations are and what the routes are like. Yeah, exactly. And, oh, and just... My plan for the next two years then is I'm doing a half Ironman in about in less than 20 days, and then I have or another one I already registered for another half Ironman for next September, and then the year oh after that God. is hopefully going to be Ironman Coeur d'Alene. That's yes. awesome. I'm locking it I'm in. Looking forward to the one in September next year. Hopefully, I'll be ready for that. Yeah, exactly. That's Ironman 70.3 Muskoka, Ontario. Yeah. Okay, so good. That's our station seller for this week. Okay, so it's time for this week, or this show's word of the week. Kara, you got a weird word. Yes, the word is junta, and that's spelled J-U-N-T-A. Hunda. Is that Spanish? Um, sure. <laughs> sure. Sounds Spanish. Okay. So, so what mean? this one came direct from Word of the Day, because I am a geek like that, and I get Word of the Day from wordsmith.com. Uh-huh. And it means, it's a noun, and it means a group, especially one made of military officers ruling a country after a coup. So, basically... <laughs> I think that's pretty cool, and I think that <laughs> we need to have a tri or a triathlon junta at Coeur d'Alene. Yeah, in two thousand nine. And you know what is kind of ironic about that word? What is that? It ties in with our first show's word, which was coup, coup. and yeah. that is C O U P, and that's an overtaking of a well, it's a victorious battle, if you win a battle or something, and, and yes. so that's C-O-U-P, right? Yes. Right. So that kind of ties in with our first show ever. That's kind of cool. Yes, and this is our 27th show. I know. Isn't that crazy? I know. It's crazy. Man. Okay, that's a good word. That's a good yes. word. So moving right ahead to in the news, I think you have something, right, Elizabeth? Yes, I do, I do. Um. I got this from uh, the MSN, but it actually it comes from the CDC. Um, they do annual reports on the country's obesity level, and I always like to follow this because I I'm interested in the in diabetes and stuff like that. So I like to see how it changes from time from from year to year. But if you look on MSN, it's actually uh, health.msn.com backslash reports backslash obesity. And if you go there, it'll t- it'll show you a timeline of the nation, and it's like a little video that you play, and it shows how the country changes. It's really cool. But I think it starts in 1982, and it goes up to 2007. But I thought what was really interesting, and this is just 
more reason for us to move to Colorado. Um, Colorado, Hawaii, and Rhode Island are the only three states in the United States that have a BMI, and that's a body mass index, um, of 15 to 19%. And that's the lowest that our country has. Wait, what? A so, body mass index of what? 15 to 19%. What does that so it, mean? It ranges. What is what does a body mass index of 15 to 19% mean? Yeah, percent of what? Oh, well, it's not, well, it's not really percents, I guess, but it's percent of, yeah, it is a percent. Um, percent of your body mass, that's uh-huh. 15 to 19 percent fat. Oh, fat. Okay. Yeah. That's so what... It gives you ratios of your body. Like, um, the body mass index, I, I don't really... I think it threw me off because I'm used to BMIs being, like, a score, like, of 25 or 20 or Well, I mean, it whatever. is it, it is like it is like that. But you can kind of use them as percentages, but... You, oh, you, so you mean, it's not so you the mean same. like, it's not the their same. BMI is 15... Their BMI score is 15 to 19. Right, 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 right. The, okay. the average score for the for those three states averages between 15 and 19. It's not oh. really a percent, but because fat percent and body mass index aren't the same, so I just want to clarify that. Okay. But okay. Um, okay, wait. Three, so what are the states again? Hawaii, Colorado, and Rhode Island. Rhode Island. Oh. Mm-hmm. Which okay. I thought was interesting. Yeah. So um, okay, and then um, everybody else falls in between not or twenty percent and thirty percent, but the three states that are above thirty, like their BMI scores above guess. thirty. Texas, um, Florida, and Mississippi. Ooh, those are all really good guesses, and I would have thought for sure Texas, considering it has five of the top 10 fattest cities yeah. in the nation, but it's not. What is it? And I was blown away by these, but these are the 2,000 results from the CDC, the Behavioral Risk Factor Surveillance Survey. Yeah. But three states are Mississippi, of course. Yes, I got Alabama. Uh-huh. Yeah. Alabama and West Virginia. Oh. Isn't that weird? Yeah. Like, Alabama doesn't surprise me in Mississippi. No. But West Virginia, right. hmm, that's a curveball. I know, I would have thought Texas for sure, but nope, not Texas. Huh. So, anyway, so their BMI is averages above 30. But BMI is a bunch of BS anyway, so. I kind of agree with you there, and we could talk about that all day long. But you, but, know, but um, you know what? Actually, at a population level, it's it's pretty good, though. So, I would, that's exactly what I would say to you. So yeah. since we're looking at huge numbers, it's okay. But when you're looking at individuals, it's crap. So I guess that's I I'm liking that information. It's good. Well, the validity of BMIs on population level has been the most accurate compared to all the other ways to measure. So yeah. I guess we'll stick with that until the CDC comes out with something new. But so at least they're um, using something worthwhile as opposed to looking at individuals. So yeah. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But I mean, just so listeners that are worried about their BMI and they're you know six two and weigh 170 pounds and their BMI is you know 27. I wouldn't freak out about that because, you know, it's just 
said just doesn't make any sense at all. But yeah. a lot of people weigh a lot or put a lot on the BMI scale, and I just think it's a bunch of hoopla, but yeah. that's just me. Well, because I don't oh, think yeah. it, it wasn't really created to be used for individuals, was it? Yeah, I think initially I think it was. Oh. I thought it was but, created more for studies like the CDC when they're doing these huge population level studies. Possibly. I don't know. I used to know I used to know where it came from because I did all that research before, but I don't remember. Come on, slacker. No. I know. I know. <laughs> Keep my head back in the game. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, anyway. So that's my in the news for this show. Alright, so now we're moving on. This is a segment we haven't really touched on recently, but I think it's time to bring it back for this show, and it's life anxiety. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, so I think we can, we won't stay on this too long, but I just have to say... Um, we say that every time. We're like, oh, we won't stay on this too long, and we end up going on for an hour about <laughs> what we're anxious about. <laughs> so, for me, recently, it's just kind of figuring out long-term goals. That's that's what mm-hmm. I have anxiety about. My short-term... Yeah, my well, idea. actually, I feel pretty good that I'm locking in the Iron Man. I feel pretty good about that. Good. <laughs> At least I have something, go, something planned out in my life long-term. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I completely agree with you. I've I've got the same anxiety. I I need to work on not planning my life out so much. I feel oh, like I'm I'm getting obsessed point. about that though. Maybe and I, I feel should like just I need chill. to go with the flow more. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. maybe maybe I mean, that's the problem. I need to mm-hmm. quit worrying about worrying about not having a long plan, long term plan. Right, right. I know. And I mean, I'm sitting here trying to figure out Two years from now, what am I going to be doing? And what is? I mean, I think it's really important to have goals, but I think I need to start going more with the flow because when something, this is what's really stressing me out lately. When something goes haywire in my life, I feel like every component in my life comes crashing down, and so I think that's because I'm relying so much on my plan. Yeah, you know what I mean. And so maybe if I'm more flexible with my life, and you know, if something does go wrong in my life, maybe I just need to calm down and take it in stride and not worry so much about deviating from my plan that I'm trying to set out. You know, that so. it makes me think about, um, okay, lately I've been, I feel like I, my triathlon, like, okay, I feel like triathlon is, like, interwoven in my life, but at the same time, like I, the way I plan triathlon and the way I plan the rest of my life is different, kind of. So <laughs> yeah. Um, but lately, I feel like my triathlon part of my life is so like orderly and planned out, and uh-huh. um, you know, like like I just said, how I have this plan of like I have another Ironman, I'm already, or I mean a half Ironman I'm already signed up for next year, and then the next year, Coeur d'Alene. You know, so I have that all planned out, and it's just funny how it's all organized, and then the rest of my life is just kind of like, 
takes yeah. the back, you know, it's the back burner. Like, I mean, it's not right. that the rest of my life is, like, not going well or whatever, but it's just, mm-hmm. um, I yeah, don't know, I it's not It's not the focus for me. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know. I was, I was just saying that I don't think you're obsessed with triathlon, but it does seem like you put more effort into organizing that aspect of your life than you do <laughs> compared to the others. Yeah. <laughs> but not to a fault. Not to a fault, though. Yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't say. But, yeah, so that's my life anxiety. I just feel like I need to start going. I just feel like I need to stop planning out the way it should be and just going with what it is, kind of. Yeah. I like so, that. That's so what I'm I, trying to work on. I think we should just go with the flow more, you know. Yeah. How many times have we said that? <laughs> and and I think I'm gonna I'm trying to live more in the moment and, um, and not worry so much about well long term, but also not um, take for granted. Like, the time, you know, like, not waste my time, basically, kind of. Yeah, yeah. Like, not think, not put things off, kind of. Like, like if I mm-hmm. want to take a trip, I'm not going to be, not try not to say to myself, oh, I'll do, you know, I'll just do that next year. Or, you know, because then right. you just keep getting in a yeah. pattern and you just never go anywhere. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's exactly true. You know, and also something else, seelessness, we're going on and on and on. <laughs> but something else, um that I want to start making a point, like a set-aside time, a point to do this. I think this is going to improve every aspect of my life if I just start doing this one change on a daily basis, is um, do at least 15 minutes of, like, meditation or total quiet time where I just kind of conk out for 15 minutes and just try to think about, not think about or not stress out about life in general or the daily happenings of my life anyway I think I'm really 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 going to make an effort to do that because it's hard to do sometimes when you're going all day long and then you're like oh I'm worn out and then you just get home and zone out or something and but you don't really have quiet time you know I think I'm going to try to do that yeah well I have to share I wouldn't I promise I'll make this short but I feel like it's really relevant to this conversation um okay I have to tell them about my bike tragedy Okay, so okay, yeah. I promise I'll make this quick, but okay. the long story short is that I had been parking my bike in my office at work, and all of a sudden, things they decided to change the policy at work, and um, now we can't park bikes in in the building. So, um, basically, the the reason it's relevant to this conversation is that. Uh, what really bothered me, I kind of, basically, the gist is that I kind of freaked out about that, and mm-hmm. and it really <laughs> upset me that they changed this policy for no apparent reason, and, right. um, I mean, the, and the good thing is, it's all resolved now, I have a place to park my bike that's safe and secure, and blah, 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 okay, but what really kind of disturbed me was that I really freaked out about it. I really was like flipped out that I couldn't park my bike in my office. And, (laughs) and it wasn't, it, I mean, it was to me, I I knew that it was more than just about, about, about the bike, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm trying to, and now looking back on it, I mean, I'm still, it still kind of pisses me off, but at the same time, (laughs) at the same time, uh, 
I realized that there's you so could much. Could have handled it differently. Well, that and there's so much. Um, like it was just a waste of my energy, kind of, to be upset right. about it. Energy investment is very important. Yes. I yeah, mean. and it wasn't really getting me anywhere by being upset about it. Pretty much. Right. It, it was something yeah. out of my control. So. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. But yeah, that, I'm glad you brought that up actually, because I wanted to say something earlier about it. But there's a lot more factors than what you just gave us in your little synopsis of that story, but. But, no, yeah, you're probably right. I mean, there's nothing you could have done about it, and no matter how many <clears throat> how many complaints you had or how many emails you sent out to the right or wrong people, you're still not going to change the policy. So you might as well just suck it up and then use your energy elsewhere. Yeah, and know that, you know, I, and actually the, the absurd thing about it was I really felt personally insulted by, or, like, personally <laughs> attacked by not being <laughs> This, this is so ridiculous by not being able to park my bike in my office because I felt like my bike is part of my identity, you know, and it was like it was like an insult to me that like as a cyclist that I couldn't keep my bike there. You know, it was like saying yeah. you can't keep like your arm in your office or you know what I mean? Like it was like to me it was like they were cutting my right arm off or something. Right. Yeah, totally. totally. Yeah. But, um, or like saying to someone like, this is your child, your child has to be kept outside or something. (laughs) Yeah. No, that's true though. I mean, I would be like, what? Are you kidding me? But, but yeah, you're right. Yeah. But in the the same time, it's, it's all come full circle and now I realize how really, um, minor of a deal this really is and that it really can be um it's all in how I perceive it and how I handle it you know like it's only as much of a burden to me and an insult to me as I make it yeah that's that is a good point Kara and so I've basically made a conscious decision that I'm not going to be offended by it and that it's cool because so now um yeah, I mean, I've I've made a decision to be over it. <laughs> yeah, good, good. Closure with the bike issue, good. <laughs> so that's... If you closed, we're moving on. Life anxiety is finito. <laughs> yes. Okay, so for this show's nutrition, no-name nutrition section, I came across an article um, on, I don't know, I don't even know where it was, but now I feel bad for not knowing. (laughs) It was online, one of the news online things, I don't know where it was, it had to be MSN, I guess. But I came across it, and I thought it was totally appropriate for triathletes, and so I have a little beginning to this story before I get to the juice of it. Okay. But, okay, so everybody knows that, you know, nutrition is a huge part of any endurance sport, especially triathlon and anything where you're um, working out or even weightlifting or doing anything like that because you need proteins, fats, and vitamins and minerals to, you know, replenish your micro tears that you do on a daily basis whenever you're exerting energy, right? Mm-hmm. So this article 
told it was specific. Oh, it was runners runnersguide.com is what it was. Oh, okay. Anyway, Runner's World or something. It was Runner's. It was specifically for runners, and so I I was interested in it. And this article addressed several energy-boosting foods that um, athletes could take to boost their energy and replenish um, their nutrients to their muscles and to the blood and stuff. So I was really interested in it. Do you have any guesses on what kind of foods they were? Um, Pomegranates, figs, and... Beer. Are you still on a fig kick? You were on a fig kick for a while. <laughs> no. Hey, but no. I have to. Okay. Oh, and beer. No, I'm just kidding. Okay, so I. Sorry to sidetrack you, but I had to ask you this before I forget. What? Mm-hmm. What's in a Turkish breakfast again? Oh, I got to cover on this one. Okay, because I feel I like I'm forgetting these. something. Okay. Okay. I, there are six things. There's a boiled egg. Okay. A cucumber tomato, olives, cheese, and bread. Okay, and then tea, chai. Yeah, and tea, yeah, Yeah, chai. Yep, that's my daily breakfast. Okay, and this article also addressed the fact that so many people still work out without eating beforehand, and that is so bad. So if anybody's doing that, don't do that. Don't do that. Okay, so... Before or after your workout, these foods were recommended for to boost your energy, especially after working out. So a red bell pepper was their first one. Um, carrots were another one. Uh, salmon, of course. Uh, fortified cereals, because that gives you all your B vitamins and stuff like that. Um, and carrots give you vitamin A. And Okay, and almonds is another one, So oh. because that also has... Um, zinc and everything in it and oils that you need to so those were their five foods one two yeah five foods wait can you so list those again one more time yeah, real quick. red bell pepper carrots almonds salmon and fortified cereals huh. not high in sugar of course like what's an example of a fortified cereal that is common out there do you know um yeah that uh a pretty pretty much all cereals are fortified with vitamins and stuff, but the granola cereals like uh, Raisin Bran is a fortified cereal. Cheerios are even fortified. Um, any of the oat cereals, like Special K is a fortified cereal. Mm-hmm. I would say almost, I would stretch out there and say 98% of all cereals are fortified. Wow. But you just have to watch out and get low sugar, high grain content yeah. cereals like the like the um I'm sorry, the K O Co Cody Kosher Yeah, that's it. That's it. Um they are super about cereals and stuff. And Goline is fantastic. It's a great cereal to have. But anything that's high in grain automatically has those vitamins and minerals in the cereal. But the the cereals that are high in sugar are fortified with those vitamins because they don't naturally contain them. So what you want is you want natural food, natural um, grains in your cereal or high-content grain cereal. So it automatically has it in there anyway. It doesn't have to be fortified, but it still generally is anyway. Mm. But, yeah, so there you go. Cool. Excellent. So I think we're about ready to wrap up the show. 
And I guess we already know what our pump-up song is. Yes, this week's pump-up song is Marrakesh Express by Crosby, Stills, and Nash. A goodie, an oldie, but a goodie. Yeah, and I think you're <laughs> you're gonna hear it, and you're immediately gonna know the song. You'll you'll okay, be like, oh, I know this one. <laughs> <laughs> so. Okay, well, all right, we'll talk to everybody next. So, have a good workout. Express, they're digging me to Marrakesh, all on board. 